0: So look at it from today's approach. What do we need? How are our bodies different? But then how can we also stay true to the tenets of the six tastes and the doshas and the chakras and all of these amazing sources of wisdom that come from Ayurveda?
2: I guess
1: I could just only do one at a time. I think. Well, actually that's a lie. <laughs> my motto was used to be always have backups.
2: It's kind of fucked up. Oh, wow. That's going to be on the, our next bag at our event. It is always, all hustle. No and luck. My and then Taylor, no backup. all back. We would say?
1: always say, always have backups. Always,
2: <laughs> I always had backups till Justin. I was just telling Krista about, um, a guy that just texted me out of the blue. That was, was looking for a podcast on, on iTunes and came across ours looking at the top charts, and he, he and I like kind of saw each other for a hot second, right as we were starting the podcast and it was just Kristen and I, and I was probably oversharing and he was like freaked out. I wasn't sharing about him. I was like just talking about like family or whatever, like oversharing forget. and he was totally like weirded out and just like pieced. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, wow, I'm so happy for you. That's incredible. Like you guys are killing it. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> He's really sweet, but I was just like, cool. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a fun full circle mm-hmm. moment. <laughs> it's
1: funny too, like
2: <laughs> like why is he reaching out to me? Yeah. And
1: like do you need it's like so many people need other people to validate people before they validate people. Like it's like our mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what if you what weren't if you, successful? Yeah. Would have been like, oh, she had this weird podcast mm-hmm. and now it's because it's so successful. It's like I mean, that's like that situation with that girl that was, we had a situation, there was someone mm-hmm. um, in a, in a circle, you know, that I'm in and talk shit on the podcast at the very beginning mm-hmm. and now wants to be on the podcast, be on the podcast. <laughs> so, you know, it's like what, what you know. needed everyone else to like see something and then, or, or you don't, I guess they don't,
2: I don't know. Well, I think it's a, and I've been, t- I think as I get older, like it's almost fun to see the potential in people or projects or things yeah. or whatever movements before people catch on. Totally, if you really tap into that intuitive part of you that knows that something is going to be greater than what it is now, it's actually really fun. Because then you, fun. then you get to tell them, you are like, "Yo, I believe in you." And I can't wait until you're like top of the charts and I say, I knew you went or something. You know what I mean? It's just like, that is so much more fun than just being like, "Mm, it's not going to make it.
1: Totally. It's like when it makes it, I'm like, my job's done. Yeah,
2: exactly. you got everything you need.
1: I want to be there when you like, don't believe that you got it. And like, you don't think that it's going to be good and you don't to remind you why you're doing this. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're not
2: doing this because of everyone else. Hopefully. It's a, yes. It's like a, it's like a superpower to have that. And I think we both have it where we can look at our friends and it's funny because sometimes I can't do that for myself, but I can look at a friend of ours who's super talented. Say they're a talented photographer. We have a bunch of them and I'm like, yo, yo, you need to shoot this brand and do this and do this. And not that I'm like pushing it on them, but I already see it and I'm like trying to help them see it in themselves. But then at the, other end. It's hard for me sometimes to see that in myself, but I, I'm definitely good at that. Totally. And you are too. I'm people's managers.
1: Mm-hmm. Literally. That's why people say I'm their manager. Cause I see it before they can see it. I'm like, you're so good at this. You should do this and whatever. But yeah, that's so interesting.
2: So you're going to text him back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I was like, thanks yeah. so much. How are you? Like, what am I supposed to say? Just for thanks sure. so much period. And then it just oh, like yeah. dwindled off and I was yeah. like, cool. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> he like liked the last thing that I said. Because oh! <laughs> I didn't ask him so a question. So savage. You know, I was just so like. That little thing,
1: the little like liking of comments and shit is so sad.
2: It's a thousand words. Dude, me and Ju- It's funny. <laughs> it's
1: actually fucking hilarious. <laughs> if Justin and I have ever gotten through in a text argument.
2: Oh, and We'll yeah. start
1: down thumbing <laughs> each other's comments. It's the funniest. (laughs) So then we're arguing and I start laughing out loud because it'll be like, I don't really think that. And he's like, down thumb. (laughs) <laughs> like, I'll be like, and then, and then we'll go back to each other's comments and we'll start down thumbing everything. we'll be like down thumb, down thumb, <laughs> and he'll, he'll, he'll give himself exclamation points when he wants to be heard. So like on his comment, when he's like, he'll put, he'll put himself with a thumbs up or an exclamation point. It's like the most childish thing I've ever seen.
2: That's actually amazing to break up the seriousness it, it, it of a fight. It kills me.
1: I do start laughing. I start laughing my fucking ass off cuz he's thumbs upping his own comments and shit. I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> nah, dude. Literally, thumbs down. I'm
2: like, "No thumbs down." <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh, that makes me happy. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah okay um we're wearing the
1: same outfit but like
2: in a different version today. it's hilarious we had an interview earlier today i have long sleeves. she has short sleeves but it's both black
1: i both have shorts ripped. she has jeans yeah
2: and they're all like ripped and and the person we were interviewing totally called us out on
1: he hey, was what did
2: he say what are these he, he was like so why are your jeans so ripped yeah he's like let's <laughs> and I was like, your outfits? thanks
1: dad what literally <laughs> thanks dad He's like, I can see your butthole. (laughs) That's my comment. I'm like, I say that. (laughs) I say you can see your butthole. My shorts are so short. I don't think they're that short.
2: I don't think they were either.
1: I've definitely worn shorter. Same. These are like my conservative shorts.
2: I just knew because my thigh was popping out of yeah field. that's why sometimes i can't fuck with those because my thighs like yeah they just pop it's kind of fun though to play with them during it the... is like to push them in and stuff <laughs>
1: you're like it's time to go
2: and you like push your thigh back yeah in. you're like excuse me <laughs> yeah <laughs> today on the podcast shall we yes sahara Rose. Ah, our sweet sweet sahara sweet sweet Sweet, just sweet, pumping Sarah. out the most beautiful dude. This book, valuable so books. Gorgeous. I'm like, uh, this book is gorgeous. She, took that's another a- one. A friend
1: where I'm. Oh, everyone knows. Everyone knows Sahara is amazing. But I just look at her fucking book. I'm like, do you even know?
2: Yeah, do you even know? When
1: people are so in the process, I'm like, do you even know how gorgeous this book is?
2: She took a risk by going to um, India to shoot um, the beautiful photography for this eat, feel fresh book of hers. Mm-hmm. Um, and she hired local photographers, um, all over India and she didn't know if they were going to be good or if it was going to be like cool and chill and and work well. And it, I mean, it was like magic. Mm-hmm. And you've seen the book. Oh my God. The color like emotional I was like, and the Oof.
1: recipes are just so great. So it's bringing Ayurveda to modern times and making really accessible, easy mm-hmm. recipes that, you know, we can all use and kind of live
2: more aligned to our doshas. Yeah. We love her. Yeah. Um As always, Sahara Rose keeps it real mm-hmm. and she's so fun. And she's so infl- like, she makes, you know, talking about all of that stuff, like very, we can do it today. You don't have to prepare. You don't have to read the whole book. Like you can start tapping into um, perhaps even more what your body needs through Ayurveda um, today, which is really awesome. And she's funny and she's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Newly engaged. Mm -hmm. We talk a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, flying high. And just her, oh, and she interviewed um, Deepak Chopra on her podcast recently, Make which real- is a bomb episode. Go over and listen to it. It's really, really good. Yeah, she's such a good interviewer. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so we'll link that in the show notes too. And then where you can buy the book, uh, and then her Instagram
2: and everything like that. So you guys can connect with her. She's yep. one of our gals. All right, y'all. Enjoy this episode. We will see you on the other side of this. See you on the flips. Bye bye hi sis hello sister <laughs> the homie is like, here hanging with our i know feels so, good soul sister yeah what's up sahara rose how are you guys i can't believe it's been
0: a year
1: has it, it been a year it's, it's been Rick a crazy. year yeah Actually, someone in the group in the facebook group said something about you
0: people are still like hitting me up from that podcast last year really? I'm like, wow that, that went viral power. <laughs> Dude.
2: let me see what they said it was really well sweet. yeah because i mean Work like this is just, it it transforms your life if you let it. You know Mm, what I mean? Like it connects to more than just your physical body. Like it (gasps) connects to everything.
1: Yeah. They go, hello, beautiful woman. It was Joe Taylor. Um, (laughs) Have you ever heard of Sahara Rose? She teaches Ayurveda and has a podcast called the higher self. I stumbled upon it a few days ago and have been feeling called to learn more about it. Has she been on almost 30? Do you know more about this?
2: love her Do you know and then the worst, of course self. Susie lauren highest love self. her <laughs>
1: <laughs> everyone jumps in yes episode 80 <laughs> and, I I <laughs> and then sarah sarah yeah. goes she's been on the podcast before episode 71 <laughs>
2: uh, <Come> <laughs> and ashley said
1: love her and i read her edit at sky they listen to her podcast regularly she's yeah. the one who started me on my journey
0: Aww. That's I love so it. Cool. So sweet. Well, I love the community you guys have built and it's like thanks. taking, I feel like people who are into like fashion, wellness and like taking them to that next level, mm-hmm. right? And like offering them like, so it's like a buffet of like, do you want like hormonal balance? Do you want to be vulnerable? Like, what do you want? And mm-hmm. you, they can just like pick
1: and choose and dive in. So mm-hmm. thanks for offering this.
0: Yeah, yeah of I course. mean, we're
1: so, people are so much more than just one thing, you yeah. know? We have so
0: many sides to ourselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. So
1: it's like, I feel like I'm want to learn about so many things too so that's why the podcast is so good and you know and you do that too for sure it's so hard like these days it's like you know a
0: lot of people i talk to they're like i'm trying to build a brand and they're like i'm only gonna be even like ayurveda girl or like hormone yeah. girl or this and it's like how it's like we have so many sides to ourselves I and think we're about not, that all the time yeah and it's like cool we're now. not like mm-hmm. so many things mm-hmm. right it's like pepsi <laughs> can be like i'm just pepsi and like stick to those colors for the rest of their lives because it's not a human but for us we're like i'm changing every five seconds let alone mm-hmm. like over the course of a year. Or so, I think with humans, we put so much of pressure on ourselves to create these personal brands when like I feel like personal and brand are two kind of separate things.
2: Totally. And how have you changed point. over the last year? Oh
0: my gosh. Well, last year my first book came out and I honestly had no idea how it would do because it was my first book. Honestly, before it came out, I was like, well, I guess once this comes out, I'm just going to have to like get a job. Like <laughs> no way. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Like, I really didn't know. And like my parents were like, okay, once you're done with this whole like book launch thing, can you get a job? I'm like, mm. okay, fine. What this were you thinking be- it would be? like, I honestly didn't know I was thinking about becoming a real estate agent because that's what my parents kept telling me to do. honestly crush, but don't do it. I I was like, I'll decorate the (laughs) homes all like feng shui and then like, I guess sell them, even though I'm going to be like, you know, I think you should just travel and not live in a home at all. But I I didn't know because I was like, I guess that's the only thing I could do that maybe I'd have enough free time to like keep doing my other stuff. Right. Mm. I just wanted something to just do to pay bills so I could like keep doing what I wanted to do. And I think a lot of us, we get into, you first don't know what you want to do. Then you it's what you want to do, like what Krista's episode was all about. And then it's like, okay, how can I like turn this into my full-time thing? So once the book came out, people started to read it and I was really scared. Oh my God, people are going to think I'm too young or this, that, all, all the fears that I had and people were really receptive to it. And in fact, the things that I was afraid, like being younger, being modern, et cetera, were the things that made people enjoy the book. And then from there I began to just, yeah, like learn more about, okay, how can I take a book and create a program around it. So I created my program and then from there created like several other ones. One of them was doshas and dharma. How is your dosha, your mind body constitution related to your life purpose? Cause that was a huge thing I was going through. Yeah. And then like learning more about like, the book writing process, I honestly thought once you're an author, it's like, that's just your job. And for people out there who want to listen to books, like I'm just going to be straight up. Most authors are not making their livings off books. In fact, most authors lose money on their books mm. because it takes up a lot of time. You don't get paid a lot of money for it. And you end up spending so much time and energy and promoting it so you as an author have to be creative and figure out, okay, what are other ways I can create value? I had to really change my relationship around money. Cause I was always like, Oh, money is a little scary. I don't want to think about that. And it's like, okay, no, if, again, if I want this to be like my full commitment, I have to think about ways to create money and revenue. And again, that is creating value. So lots of inner healing work I've had to do myself. And then also like last year, um, like towards the middle of the year, my Instagram was still eat, feel fresh, which is the title of my new book. But I was blogging as eat, feel fresh for seven years. And sometimes when you're blogging behind like a brand name, you're like, I was, I felt like I have to keep posting up all these food pictures because that's what people expect from me. Mm -hmm. And that was like holding me back to, like a layer of myself that was only one part of me, but I had evolved since then. And a lot of people, they have those names. So they're stuck to being that person. So I made the switch to my Instagrams now um, at I am Sahara Rose. It's interesting. I wanted it to be just Sahara Rose, but mm-hmm. it's like taken by a dog, I think. So did you <laughs> message them and ask them to oh, buy? I'm like, I'll pay you $200. Please give me your <laughs> <I know. It's laughs> message. It, it doesn't up. work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's interesting that the universe kind of like put the name I am Sahara Rose. Like mm. that's the name I had to take. Cause it was truly an embodiment of like, wow. this is who I am. Like I am Sahara oh, Rose. That's a good one. So yeah. And it really had me like, s- like step up into like who, what it is that I want to do less of being a messenger of a thing. Oh, mm. this is what Ayurveda says. I'm going to be the reporter of this, right? That's a really good way to start. But I don't, you know, there's two types of people. There's traditionalists and there's trailblazers. Traditionalists just keep on keeping up the old tradition, old tradition, which are great. They have a lot of value in society, but a trailblazer is to push through and to pass those norms. And it's going to come through some pain and some drama and all of that stuff. But that's the only way pe- the society keeps on revolving forward. So for me, I would rather be a trailblazer than a traditionalist.
1: Mm. You deaf are trailblazer. Yes, I was thinking about, um, Two things like when you said about you being too modern and too young with your first book, it's interesting because what I thought with, you know, just my soul episode that what was boring because, you know, I think it's kind of just my life is very standard from, from my perspective, um, was what people resonated with the most, you know, cause they could see themselves in my journey and like what I've been doing and then related to your dharma and dosha. So how is your dosha related to your dharma?
0: Yeah. So again, if people are like, "What is she? she's just like talking in some weird language?" So dosha means mind body type. Okay, and we're all born with it. We talked a lot about it in that last episode. So I'm not yeah. going to go totally in. I think it was 78. Did you guys yeah, say 71 yeah. or 80? Yeah, do, we, can we can definitely do a Facebook group. Check the almost 30 group. Yeah, or we'll post it. So your dosha is essentially your mind body type. There's three of them: um, vata, which is air; pitta, which is fire; kapha, which is earth. So, people who have a lot of air mentally are really creative, right? Like, we may say a space head or airhead, space cadet, head in the clouds. So, they have a lot of air. Like, imagine just like a bubble of air floating above them. So, because of that, they're really creative. They're thinking of ideas. They may be artists, eccentric, big picture thinkers. I think of them as like birds over society that's like able to kind of like see over yonder where mm-hmm. like you guys mm-hmm. cannot see. Mm-hmm but they may not be as good as executing it. So they can see that vision, like a projector in human design, I would relate to Vata, of being able to see a vision. um, But again, they may not be that person who's gonna like lead the team on it, right? Mm -hmm. So with all of that creative air energy in their minds, when that is not balanced, when it's not grounded, it can turn into a tornado. And that leads to anxiety, which I would say is probably the most common imbalance that I hear of which when you have anxiety when you're sleeping, that turns into insomnia. So think air thoughts. Um, Pittas are fiery. So fiery people, they're like ambitious, goal-oriented, hardworking, they're go-getters. But at the same time, when things don't go their way, they can snap, they -hmm. can become feisty, right? Like even a fiery person, as we say, is like, you know, maybe they're hot-headed, hot-tempered. So they're like the kind of people who'll be like, Honking at you in traffic, just a lot of like maybe rage if it's not channeled correctly. So, ambitious, hardworking, determined, but also could be angry, frustrated, impatient, the shadow side of the fire as well. Then, kafa people are earth. So, they are grounded, they're earthy, they're peaceful. Do you guys have people on your podcasts mm, that talk yeah. like this sometimes? Right, yeah. Do, right. I, do I feel like this to you? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I can, but no, this is not my, my one. Um, but some people, like I know Alexandra Roxo has been on your guys' oh, podcast. For sure, for sure. And she has oh, a lot of that. Pop not her, not, she's not born Kafa, but like now she is, mm. she's behaving very Kafa. Like mm. she's all about embodiment, grounding, connecting. Mm. Right. That's so, and she wasn't born that way. She had to actually learn that, which is why she teaches mm. it. So Kafa people are like, you know, I think of Taurus, right. Like the, mm. or um, the, the planet Venus, like Venusian people. So they're really like luxurious and they take their time and they're calm and they love to listen to people. I think of Oprah like mm-hmm. Oprah is like, why do we love her? It's not because she gave like a killer speech, but it's because she has that ability to like sink in with you and just listen yeah. mm-hmm. and like totally see you there mm-hmm. and have spaces and pauses, right. which is really hard for mm-hmm. a lot of us. So that is the beauty of kapha. Um, But sometimes when that's in excess, you can get stuck. You can get resistant to change. Mm. You can remain in a relationship that no longer serves you in a job that no longer serves you because it's just so much easier to stay put than it is to move forward. Um, and because of that, again, our bodies are reflecting of our mind. So you can gain weight. You're holding on to energy and that makes you feel more stuffy and tired and sluggish. Mm. So this is kind of what they look like more mentally, but in terms of Dharma, the word Dharma means your purpose, right? It's like, why, like, why are you here? Why, why is any one of us here? And it's not just one job, it's not just one criteria, but it's more of a soul path. And we're here for many purposes. You could be a mom, you could be a teacher, you could be this, 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 but it's like the essence and the vibration that only your soul can bring and for each of us it's different and if you think about it it's like the world can only become whole when everyone is like stepping up to whatever their their gifts are so some of us you know if you have kids one of them's like more of an artist one is more of an athlete you know if you have twins or you you know anyone in your family everyone's naturally good at different things so imagine if everyone genuinely just like rocked it at what they were good at mm-hmm. the world will fall into balance so what i realize in figuring out my own dharma like why am i here is that it's so related to your dosha. The Vata people who are born with these like creative eccentric minds, they are the artists, they are the visionaries of society. Like Steve Jobs. Like if you look Mm -hmm. at him, he's such a Vata, tall, lean, thin, creative, eccentric, like imagine this world with like iPhones. But also he was like, kind of crazy and sporadic and he wasn't quite there for his family and he had the shadow sides of the vata as well. He was also a raw vegan. He named apple after like an apple. So there you can see it. Mm -hmm. Or like, can you guys think of a pitta? Was pitta fiery? Fiery. Mm -hmm.
2: Fiery celebrities. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a fiery celebrity. Ari Gold.
0: Ari Gold, totally. Yes. So he he has that pizza that he's like he's a boss, right? Mm-hmm. But also he was like not there for his wife. And he was always on the phone all the time. And this is entourage, guys, if you're like what it's yeah. 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 like.
2: Cardi B. Like Cardi, Cardi B. B yes. She's pretty chill. Oh, she? Yeah. She just threw she, a shoe she at acts, someone. She so that well, was Nikki. Nikki? Oh, yeah. so Nikki. Yeah,
1: Nikki. 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 Yeah. So she's the, desperate right now. Right.
0: So they both <laughs> have that fire. Jennifer Lopez is who I always think of. It's like uh, she's like in her forties and she's did. like slaying it. Like yeah. even her songs are like "Fuego, Fuego." Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. totally. Her like outfits are just like uh-huh. fire coming out of her. <laughs>
2: totally. So so
0: much fire, so much heat, so much passion. Like, and she's a Leo. It's like, she hello, is. like you are meant to like rock it and be on stage and be a leader. Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. right? He's like, you go to a Tony Robbins event, it's like a concert. He's like, clap your hands, stomp yeah. your feet. Yeah, literally. And then but you go to like Deepak it's Chopra. Like, I got you're a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those,
1: like, it's like wedding party it's like, hits. Yeah, it's like, mm. no, just shake hands with the person next to you. Give them a
0: massage. And I'm like, oh God. Yeah. Like Did you go. <laughs> I know I haven't gone. Just watching them. I'm like, oh, I can't. Oh my like, God. I, I do want to try it one day. Just to see what it's like but he's I such a go if
1: I can go for free
0: right
2: totally we're waiting for that Tony we're here yeah hey,
1: Tony do you want to sponsor me
0: feel free
2: <laughs> he's like join the wait list yeah know. the million dollar I mean, waitlist. but that's what he
0: does he has so much heat so much fire and mm. that's what attracts people to him so Deepak Chopra though he's super in his like leadership hmm I mean, I would listen to his audiobooks. I love everything he has to say, obviously, but it would also put me into like a trance to a sleep. Like it is yeah. just so like calm and grounding and restful and mm-hmm. listen to your Dharma. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ooh, you're just in this Deepak trance. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like the the cough right there, just like, whoo, you just ground right in. Or Oprah energy, Robin Williams is a good example. Robin uh, Williams is making everyone laugh. He's always smiling, happy, happy-go-lucky. happy um, But at the same time, no one knew what he was really going through because that's what's difficult for kafas to practice their own self-care and share mm-hmm. what's going on for them. Mm-hmm. So Vata's, they're naturally creative. Pitta's, they're natural-born leaders. Um, and then kafas they're really good at like listening one-on-one work, coaches, therapists, even comedians, um, things like that. So everyone has their own purpose of being here. And if you just, instead of looking at what everyone else is doing, just tap into what comes naturally to me, that's going to be a really good indicator. Like you, Lindsay have, I would say more Vata in you. Mm -hmm. You're obviously a singer. You are a comedian. You are a performer. I just went to your soul cycle class a few weeks ago and it was a performance. It was much more than an exercise class. Mm -hmm. It's like the energy is there of a performer and you also have a Vata body type. Whereas you Krista have more of the Pitta. Mm-hmm. Where you're like you're like making things happen like mm-hmm. like a boss and you know whatever you do you're, <laughs> you're a <laughs> you bitch you're a massive bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but whatever you do you're gonna like be you're gonna not work for someone else you're gonna be yeah. the entrepreneur you're gonna mm-hmm. be the person that starts it so mm-hmm. um so what we got these kafa yeah. cheeks. We have these, so you can be born with like characteristics of a dosha, Mm. like you and I both have the kapha cheeks and more of the kapha phase, but our personalities are not really kapha. So that is just a level of kapha that we were born with. That's gonna help us with anti-aging, et cetera, because kaphas tend to have like fuller skin um fuller skin and less wrinkles Mm. but we're always like so what do you do to exercise nothing's working (laughs) because (laughs) because kaphas with that glorious skin easily gain weight whereas for vatas they tend to not gain weight but skin is a bigger issue and then for pittas it's more of like um like acne and like Mm. hives and irritations, right? Mm. So again, there's no dosha that's better than another. Yeah. They all have their own shit and their own gifts. And they can
1: do a quiz on your website to figure
0: yeah, out, Yeah, my right? website, um, imsahararose.com has a quiz you can take and we'll break it down, um, the dosha in your mind and the dosha in your body.
1: So that was your first book, Idiots Sky to That's what we talked about like a lot on the first one. And then like, what was the calling that you got to write this book?
0: Yeah, so I actually... Turn in the proposal to write this book before Idiot's Guide came out because to me, Idiot's Guide was like, I t- we talked about this, like how it happened on the last episode, but basically I had written a book about Ayurveda before mm. and it was my modern interpretation. Mm. And then I basically got this book deal oh, from yeah. Penguin to write Idiot's Guide, which is like a specific style of book to write about like this ancient health system. So I still didn't feel like I was creatively fulfilled to write my own version. And I knew I didn't want to just end it at this, like this book needed to come through. So before that book came out, like I just like, even while it was coming out, I was writing that next one. And then I really got the message to go to India to shoot all of the photography, because I feel like a lot of people have this like view of India, which is like slum dog millionaire. And you know, whatever you watch on TV, it's like, like sad and scary and lots of poverty and reds and oranges. And, you know, they have that view of India and I wanted I to think show of
1: like tigers and jaguars eating people. Oh,
0: really? I think you're thinking like, yeah. of Africa. Mm. No, because no. <laughs>
1: they like crouch into the villages. Oh yeah. True. There are Bengali tigers. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So people, you know, we, when we think about other countries, we only have like
1: one yeah, so specific
0: view. Right. And I just wanted to show the India that I had fallen in love with from living there that was like bright and playful and colorful mm-hmm. and different. And it was a representative of the Ayurveda that I was creating that was like modern, different, unique, um, and blue. So I just really, I was on this walk and I was like, what do I want the cover of the book to look like? It's like, I can literally choose anything. And I just had this vision that came in my mind of me wearing an off the shoulder dress in front of a blue house, mm. um, holding a basket of fruits, and I was like, "How am I going to make this happen?" And then it hit me that there's a blue city in India. I had never gone, so I was like, "Okay, I need to go to this blue city and and shoot this cover." And the publishers like, "We're not going to pay you to go to India to like shoot these photos." So I spent my entire advance, everything I made, to go to India. I had again no money for photographers, so I started to use uh, hashtags, India, like India photo, India this, India that start messaging all these like young photographers, like 18 year old photographers. And um, basically said, I'm gonna come meet up with you. And I was about to just go by myself. And then Steven Lesman is like, okay, you're literally going to like villages to like meet up with people. I'm gonna come. Mm -hmm. Steven's my now fiance guys. Mm -hmm. Um, So he came, he was sick the whole time. But we like went to all these like, Literal like villages in the middle of nowhere, meet up with these photographers, walk around and just see what happens. And, you know, people are so nice there. Like they would be like, oh, have a camera just come to my house let's cook together or i would see someone like had a cool like window on top i'd knock on their door i'm like can i come up they're like sure it's like imagine that in america like someone knocks on my door i'm like about to hyperventilate (laughs) whereas there they're like yeah so like all of the photos in the book were just moments in time that just naturally happened nothing was planned and it was you know just so amazing um because i had a lot of fear before it too of like what if i'm going there and spending all this money and like the photos don't work out i actually have no idea what if these photographers don't even show up right Mm. Um, and I just had to totally trust totally surrender and like just hope it's going to happen the way that it was meant to and I got to go to villages where they still practice the same way as they did in Ayurvedic times like they don't have electricity running water nothing they're like literally on the ground cooking in in uh, cow dung huts so I was like in there with them cooking in the ancient, ancient traditions, but then also telling them like, Hey, have you guys tried like avocado pudding and like (laughs) like, (laughs) show things to them? And they were totally feeling it too. And it was just such a beautiful, like cultural exchange. And it's like, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It could be both side by side. Yeah. Yeah. Wow! Where do they get
2: their water, by the
0: way? There's wells. And people go every day to the well, and they wow. pick it up. They put the basket on their head, and they go. And that's why, like, right now in Kerala, there were these massive floods. Which And the reason why it's such a big issue is because they don't have clean water. In where? In Kerala, South India, which mm-hmm. is, like, the epicenter of Ayurveda. Wow.
2: Yeah. Wow. The photos are.
1: Yeah, they're insane. Scary.
2: Yes. They're so good. So talk to us. More about the the content, like what, uh-huh. what can someone expect from this book?
0: Yes. What are some recipes? Yeah. yeah. So I think what confuses a lot of people about Ayurveda is, well, I'm a cross between two doshas or if it's summer and I'm a... Kafa, what do I eat? And like all of these questions like that. I know that was coming up a lot for me and everyone I was teaching it to. So the time I had spent in India living with Ayurvedic doctors, everyone ate the same meal. I'm like, well, aren't you going to make everyone something different for their dosha? They're like, no, we cook tridoshically. And what I learned is that tridoshic cooking is to make one thing for everyone that works for all three body types, but you take out the foods that will imbalance a certain body type. Mm. So for vatas, they tend to have bloating gas constipation and then the anxiety and insomnia. So for them, they shouldn't eat a lot of raw foods just because raw foods for them, it's too cold and dry. That doesn't mean no raw foods. We'll talk about this, but in India, they say like, don't eat any raw foods ever. Well, that's because you just can't eat raw foods in India cause you'll get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, if you notice you're super bloated after eating a salad, then probably a salad is not the best thing for you. If you do, you wanna have mm-hmm. it something warmer. So if you have a vats in your family, don't just serve raw food. If you have a pita in your family, don't serve anything that's too spicy like uh, hot sauce, racha, like lots of Thai, Mexican food, et cetera, because that's going to be too heating. So if you're having acidity issues, acne, like inflammation, hives, et cetera, like I remember last summer, it was right before the book was coming out, and I was like... Like going to uh, boxing and spinning and all these intense workout classes. And then I was trying to, I was like trying to bring up my pitta. So I would like drink these like really spicy ginger soups and I would go to hot yoga. And then suddenly I just broke out in hives and my body was just like, this is way too much heat wow. for you. Oh,
2: wow. And
0: that had never happened to me before. Huh. So mm. it's like all of these things add up. So if you yeah. have a pitta in your family, don't serve anything that's too hot, too spicy. Um, as well as like coffee is not good for pitta types, excess garlic and onion um, are not a good idea. So you want to do like more just like simple stuff and towards cooling. So it doesn't have to be raw, but it could be like steamed vegetables, right? So if you do, let's say I'll talk about the bowl after, but so far between Vata and Pitta, you could do something that's not raw and not spicy. Now with Kapha, they're supposed to do anything without dairy. Dairy is too like mucus forming. If you think about the qualities of yeah. dairy, it's like cold and it's sticky, so no mucus, um, <laughs> no mucus, no dairy, um, <laughs> as well as no like like heavy like carbs, so breads and mm-hmm. excess rice, etc., because that's going to make them gain more weight. So for them, they want to be doing more like bitter foods, again, vegetables, Mm. and they can do some spices. So the way to make it work for everyone is to include the six tastes. Um, there are six tastes in Ayurveda. Can you guys name them?
1: Bitter, sweet, sour,
2: salty, salty, salty,
1: bitter, sweet, sour, salty.
2: You guys are good. The Um, other two are kind of hard. I know it's,
1: this is the hard one and I know what it is. It's, um, it's, like, something that we never n- normally have in, like, fermented foods or yeah, normally like, pickled. like it. It's, like, ast-
0: astringent. Astringent. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, astringent. you're, like, the first person
1: who even got near and it. And then?
0: The last one's also kind of hard. It's a spice that you would know, but a flavor oh, that you would know, but, um, yeah.
1: Coriander. Just <laughs> what is the last so one? Really um, pungent. Pungent. Uh, yeah. Wow. So everyone needs
2: These six tastes <laughs> I should have done
1: Max Lugavere Have her sit here For 15 minutes
2: <laughs> When we did the uh, Genius foods oh, yeah.
1: Max Lugavere was like So I've got genius foods I was like Can we guess them He's oh, like, wait, wait. Uh, sure.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> we got him. <laughs> we got him.
0: That's After amazing. Like Ten minutes. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> there was one. He was like, oh, I should have put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sweet,
0: sour, salty, bitter, pungent, and astringent. So, so what's you, a pungent? Pungent are things that are like spiced. So like turmeric, ginger, um, um, things that add flavor. Ginger. So yes we all need them, but they're also heat building. So yeah. we all need these six tastes, but certain doshas can like go harder on certain ones. Yeah. Right. So like a Vata and a Kapha should do more pungent because they're cold. Whereas the Pitta should only have a little bit. Mm. A Vata and a Pitta can do more sweet, like sweet potato, et cetera, but not a Kapha. So, mm. and I have them all listed in the book. You don't have to like memorize them, but I just say for lunch, have a six taste bowl. So For example, you could do sweet, sweet potatoes, um, sour, lemon, salty, some sea salt or some sea vegetables or Mm -hmm. some celery, bitter, any kind of vegetable. You could do it steamed to make it tridoshic or roasted or Mm -hmm. cooked in any way. Pungent, you add some spices to it or you cook it in some garlic. And then astringent. Astringent means to take in water. So any kind of legume would be Mm -hmm. considered astringent. So if you think of kind of like a Buddha bowl, some, something like that is really easy and it makes it so much more simple instead of being like, am I getting enough macros, blah, 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 to be like, okay, do I have all six tastes in? And if you look for the six tastes, you'll be balanced. And the mm. reason why, you know, when I was a raw vegan and had done so many freaking diets, I would literally spend Friday nights on Pinterest and be like brownies and just like <laughs> look. And I'm like, wow, this is such a good night. Just staring oh, at pictures. You would just look at the pictures? Just look at pictures like food porn. And, that, wow. and it's like such a common thing because my body was so craving something sweet. Mm. I could have just had some quinoa. I could have had some sweet potato, but I was like, no, can't do any of that. Just mm. only eating like bitter foods or like, you know, people just do salad and protein, salad and protein. Yeah. And then they're like craving all the chocolate. Well, that's because your body needs some sort of sweet, some sort of carbohydrate for energy. Fats yeah. also like avocado go under the sweet category too because they're building. But you need some source of that. Otherwise, your body's going to go to the extreme and try
2: to get it in the most like over the top way. Right. Skinny dipped almonds. Yeah. Yes. Can't have that. So what is, remind me what is Ayurveda- it's all vegetarian. Like what, what are the like views on meat and all of that? Just to remind our listeners.
0: Yeah. So traditionally Ayurveda was vegetarian, um, not vegan. The reason why is because like in ancient India cows were like really honored and revered. So they had a neighborhood cow and they treated it well and they would drink its milk and it was raw and like everything was fine. Whereas now it's not really the case and there's factory farming and GMOs and antibiotics. So for my book, I decided to make it totally plant. Based, so no dairy in it as well just because when I tried so many times to do all the ghee, I would just feel so heavy, so stuck, so sluggish. It was like just so intense. I also took out like, there's basically no rice in the book. Mm -hmm. Like it's like really plant-based because our bodies are so different from 5,000 years ago. Like they were farmers or like working outside all day, they could eat all the rice and all the bread. Whereas now we just can't, we live such sedentary lifestyles and there's hybridization of the crops, there's pesticides. There's so many things that they didn't have to deal with back then. So I call it alkaline Ayurveda. How can we include more alkalizing foods in there? Like load up on the veggies, add in superfoods. Like just because something didn't exist in ancient India doesn't mean it's bad for you.
1: Mm. and I
0: looked at it's not just the, the recipes are not just Indian I included recipes from like blue zones all around the world and blue zones are places where people live like centuries mm-hmm. past 100 years and what do they all have in common and it's amazing because the guidelines are still the same but the ingredients are different mm. so for me Ayurveda is more of a way of approaching food a way of looking at life but I don't believe it you only have to eat like the way that they did in ancient India because a lot of the things made sense for that day and age but but it's different now. Like in Ayurveda, they say, don't eat food cooked that more than three hours ago. And if you think about that, they didn't have refrigerators. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, it makes sense if I cooked food in my hut and it's sitting outside in 120 degrees degree India it's going to go bad or they say oh this is a good one they say don't eat mushrooms in Ayurveda and I was like I love four sigmatic like (laughs) how can I not Mm -hmm. eat mushrooms I was actually talking to Tara about it too and um, what I found and what he had found too is because when the British rule so like the British were like ruling over India for a really long time. A lot of psychedelic mushrooms grow in India cool. and they didn't want people to ingest them because they could have them and be like, Oh my God, so messed up. You guys are like taking over our country. <laughs> my third eye is now open and like yeah. y'all gotta leave. So they wow. said wow. mushrooms will make you fall asleep. That was like the thing. So, and then I read, they call it Tamas. It's like something that's going to make you dull, tired, lazy, sluggish. So, it kind of turned into this like orally past, like almost like an old wives tale of like, don't eat mushrooms, you're gonna fall asleep and like not be able to wake up. Whereas that was just because of those psychedelic mushrooms. And the thing with Ayurveda is it's it's so um, changing. It's a living science. It's always living and moving. So something like that could massively influence the way that people eat. So, but does that make sense? Like, no, there are a lot of mushrooms that are not psychedelic. There's a lot of like countries like in Japan that eat tons of mushrooms, even in North India, they eat mushrooms. So look at it from today's approach. What do we need? How are our bodies different? But then how can we also stay true to the tenets of the six tastes and the doshas and the chakras and all of these amazing sources of wisdom that come from Ayurveda?
2: Mm. What are your favorite recipes in the book? Yeah, she's your so. favorite way to be in the book. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, um, well what I love <laughs> I love making different like potions as i call it like just different like tonics i'm a huge fan of adaptogens which i'm sure you guys have talked about um so i love doing golden milk that's a really good and easy one i do Mm -hmm. a golden milk paste which is basically in a little jar i put together coconut oil with turmeric ginger black pepper cool and you can add some adaptogens i like ashwagandha and shatavari shatavari is like the feminine form um it's not the same plant as ashwagandha but it has more female um Tonic like properties. Mm-hmm. The word ashwagandha means strength of a stallion, so it's like mm-hmm. was traditionally meant for like increasing, penis. right, increasing mm-hmm. testosterone, more energy, even sex drive. Whereas the word shatavari means she with a thousand husbands, so oh, that was like yeah,
2: the, the female cool. getting your
0: shakti on. Cool. So I love both put it in a little jar. The reason why you want coconut oil is because turmeric is more absorbable by the body when paired with the fat. Mm -hmm. And the reason why you want black pepper in there is that also makes it 50% more absorbable. So I'll put like a little uh, teaspoon of that in my like hot water and add a splash of flax milk. I try to not do nuts. I found out I really overdid the nuts as a lot of vegans do because it's in everything. So I'll do flax milk and have this have an electric frother and make this really frothy, delicious golden milk. So I love doing that. Um, I love doing like for breakfast, a really easy breakfast is just like I bake a bunch of sweet potatoes. And then for breakfast, I'll just have some sweet potato with sunflower seed butter and cinnamon. Mm
2: -hmm. Like really easy.
0: Takes no time. Cheap, affordable. For dinner, oh my God, there's so many, but there's a really good sweet potato crust pizza. And the crust of the pizza is made out of sweet potatoes and oats that you blend up with spices and it comes out and you can put different like vegetables on top is it sweet no it's like it's because of the oats in there it's just like a little bit but the the sweet potato kind of just makes it mush together more so do you
2: bind that sounds like do you bake it after like do you You, first bake bake the crust yeah Oh,
0: cool! Yeah, it's super good. And all the recipes, I like talk about what are the six. I I mentioned what are all of the six tastes in there. So then you could also like, for example, if you are a pitta, you can add more bitter vegetables on top. If you're a vata, you can add more sweet vegetables. So it's the same recipe for everyone, and then you can do little variations for
2: your dosha. Mm, Love that! You are so smart. What's the
0: crystal you're holding? Oh, this is an aquamarine. Helps with communication. Love it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's cute. Yes.
1: Let me see. So you brought this here so you could communicate well during our interview. Yeah. Since it's so hard to talk to you guys. (laughs) I know. It's working. (laughs) Um, So now that you have the book out, like, are you feeling like, what does it feel like? Do you feel more like I would imagine if I had a book in me and I wanted to write it that I'd feel anxious to get it out. But now that you have it out, like, how does that feel?
0: Yeah. Well, with any book, it's honestly like having a baby. And a lot of the journey is before. And then when it comes out, it's just a different involvement of it. Right. So for me, I, the book is gonna come out on October 2nd, and I'm excited to share it. But you know, you you keep on going. Like I'm already thinking about the next book and the next projects I'm working on. And for me, food is not the end goal, right? For me, food is that thing that you do and you do well. So it's where it takes you. So I really created this cookbook so you don't have to think about food anymore. So it's like that can be the one thing to like kind of scratch off your list and you can take that energy towards becoming your highest self and doing the things that really fill you up. So even in writing this book, I had to cook so much that I was like, wow, someone really could spend the rest of their life like cooking and worrying about food and stressing. But like, is that really what I want to do or anyone? You know, if you're a chef and you love that, go for it. But you know, I've been in the food world for so long that I can also see how it can just be like a trap, right? You're just cooking and thinking about food, thinking about food. And it's, and especially for women, right? We spend so much time stressing and worrying about it that it keeps us and it holds us back from things. So For me, I look at Ayurveda in terms of everything. I look at in relationships, which we can talk about, and how different doshas like vibe differently with each other. I look at it in terms of business and how different entrepreneurs are good at different things. How you can market to different doshas. Like for me, it's just this like cool language to look at everything in life.
2: Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about like doshas and love? I know you just got engaged. Like how do how has that helped your relationship to kind of look at it that way?
0: Oh my god, for sure. So yeah. So. The way that each dosha loves is different um, and you have to really kind of know what your lover is and also what you're looking for. So before I was in this relationship, I knew I wanted a pitta guy. I had dated a Kafka guy in the past and he was just too chill for me. Like, you know, just he wanted to stay home all the time and like smoke weed and watch TV. And I was just like, I just couldn't because I have a lot more Vata in my personality. So Mm -hmm. I was like, let's go, let's do things. And it was just always like, I felt like the mom, like dragging him around. Mm -hmm. I was like, I so never want to do that again. So I was Mm -hmm. like, I want like a Pitta, like not someone who's like, maybe as like, First, I tried to date the conscious kind of guy and that didn't work out. What was that like? It was just a lot of like talking about her feelings, which I didn't want to do. Yeah, like a lot of, I mean, I had this idea that like, oh, like a conscious evolved man. And was it cool ever? Like
2: for five seconds. That's it's what it's done like, in LA. Anytime it's like overly conscious, I'm like, Whoa, this uh-huh. is too much. Yeah. yeah. And it's also
0: like, is it conscious or are you just exactly. like you <laughs> using this no. word and this uh, like man bun to like pretend you're someone you're not? Um, yeah. Exactly. So like I met this guy at this cacao ceremony and I was of like, course, Wow, this I wonder so who it cool. is. <laughs> yeah, I and
2: wonder. like my
0: shamanic teacher, I was like, I Oh my god. Know him. No, you t- for he like lives in the fucking jungle. Oh, okay. Um and then we were like the first <laughs> day we're like like I love you and it was like oh my god because we're so conscious we have no blocks and we can just say how we feel and after (laughs) like like a weekend I was like please never call me again like you're so because it was just like so much just like (sighs) like breathing <laughs> like, uh, I'm like eye gazing I'm like stop staring at me like <laughs> and I don't know I just I suddenly felt like the man because he was just exactly. like constantly like, like wanted to femme. like like so how did that feel for you how Ew. is this for you how, how does your heart I'm like oh my god I just want to like Ew. move on with my life yeah so I tried the conscious guy that didn't work out and I was like no I really want to pitch a pitta guy because I'm attracted to a guy who's like ambitious and hardworking really, yeah. and like want like knows what he wants and is gonna go get it. And anyone who's like that in his life is gonna be like that in his relationship, right? Like a cough a guy who's not working hard for his like job or anything, like chances are he's not gonna be like chasing you either. He's mm-hmm. just gonna be like, oh whatever, it's it's all good. But the Pitta guy has its other side too. So finally, like I created this man. I literally drew a picture of what I wanted. What's his, like his age? What do we do for fun? What do we do on the weekends? Like everything I wanted, I meditated so deeply on him. I won't go into the whole story of how we met, but it, basically I created him out of thin mm-hmm. air and he showed up from Bumble. That's how I met him. The Amazing. first person I met off Bumble was him. And here I was like, this is literally the guy I drew on a piece of paper and now I see the other side because now we're engaged and it's been like three and a half years and I see for example like he'll get fre- like for example the dog had a bunch of knots on his legs so I just decided to just cut off all of his hair <laughs> on one leg because <laughs> like the knots will spread so That's for me amazing. I was like it's not that big of a deal like I'd rather not have his knots spread and he just has like one short-haired leg and like, that was not okay with him and he's like literally freaking out so I was like babe your pitta is so out of balance right now like you need coconut water like please <sighs> like stop stop distressing pranayama
2: like I am <laughs> like, <was> so hard <laughs> as your fiance that would be so yeah or world. like
0: everything like <laughs> my mom is like complaining like oh your brother's not like going out and like making new friends I'm like it's because of his kafa. and like it just it just helps me understand yes. things and understand so for example now I know when he gets like really frustrated about like stupid things like me cutting off the dog's hair it's um, <laughs> actually just his pitta it has nothing to do with me no but yeah, yeah like was listen- <laughs> but, and it just, and it just helps you understand and see even in your friends' relationships and other things, like, you know, why would someone cheat? I think, like, almost everyone's dealt with that. But, mm-hmm. you know, why a vatav would cheat is maybe they're, like, curious, or, oh, what else is out there? Or, like, someone's intellectually stimulating them. Whereas for a pitta, I feel like that's, like, out of, like... Revenge. They want, yeah, revenge, or, you know, they felt like they weren't getting the attention they wanted, or just passion, like, just a passion, and then they don't care. Like, a lot of that heat. For a kafa, I really feel like they won't cheat. They mm-hmm. actually know... I'm wrong. They can cheat. Um, but (laughs) but for them, it's because that other, like someone approached them and they're like, Oh, I couldn't say no. You know, it's (laughs) like, it just, it just just happened. So it, it just like really opens you up to like seeing just the different, like multi layers of relationships and how we can, you know, first decide who we want to be with and how we can
1: interact in situations that we're already in. Yeah. And how have you made, um, This is my last question. How have you made your, like, what you're doing a business? Because I'm sure a lot of people see you and they're probably like, that's amazing that you wrote this book and you were going to go back to work. And then you made it, like, your life and now you are doing your own thing. Yeah. So
0: I think with, like, I mean, for example, if you want to work in something like writing a book and Mm -hmm. information, um, which we've talked about too, you have to have different ways that you are creating value, right? So what, what is something that people would pay for? Well, there's a lot of free information out in the world. So if you're just throwing information out there, um, that's a really good way of getting people interested, but how are you going to actually help guide them? And that's what people will pay for. They'll pay for you making it easier for them. You making it, yeah. Yeah pretty much just more simple for them to take action on. So something like creating a program, let's say you're teaching something, you actually created a program, a step-by-step approach, or you are offering obviously like a consultation or you are doing a webinar series or something like that, that they can't just get for free, um, that they are able to seek value from. So I've done so many kinds of programs from like four week webinar programs to like longer term automated programs, et cetera. And what I've always found works best is the more like interaction there is with the people you're helping the better, because, you know, we've all bought programs online that have like, you know, you just buy them and you get sent the videos and you never watch them. Right. But for example, my doshas and dharma program, I, the first time I did it, I was the one coaching everyone. But the second time I trained three of my students to become the coaches. So then they were doing the small group coaching. And now I have like more people who are able to to be coaches. So you Mm. like, you're able to teach what it is that, you know, and this is the way that anyone can really monetize. Like if you're just one person doing that thing, let's say you're a massage therapist and you have like an amazing massage technique and everyone loves you and everyone comes to you. Well, what happens when you break your hand and you can't do the massages anymore? How are you still going to monetize? And the way is to, instead of holding onto that technique, it's to teach that technique to other people, maybe Mm. create Mm. your own brand name around it. and then. Teach them why Why are you getting all these clients? What are you doing differently? And then they can start doing that and they can pay you like a monthly fee to, f- to be using your brand or pay for your training, et cetera. And that's how any brand grows and continues. So- The first step is obviously figuring out what you want to do, but how can you make it bigger than yourself? If it stays with yourself, it's only going to grow this big. How can you create like a movement, like Almost 30 Nation? It's a movement. You guys have ambassadors in different cities, so that can turn into they are leading other people, and that can Mm -hmm. turn into like like multi-tiered business. So creating passive income, helping more people, being able to benefit people when you're not personally involved there's a lot of power in online business a lot of power in video Mm
1: -hmm.
0: a lot of people do a lot of like in-person stuff which is great but imagine a room of 12 people if you had recorded yourself online i can guarantee you you'll get more than 12 youtube views no matter who you are and then from the youtube video you could say hey click this link and i have this free Um, Give gift for you. And then from there, you start emailing them and you say, I have this program. And you start with like, maybe the program is $20. And then from there, it's like another one that's like $80. And then from there, it's like 150. And you create something called a funnel. And then that leads them up to creating um like a relationship with you a lot of people jump the gun and they're like i'm gonna offer my thousand dollar program and it's like well if they haven't ever spent money with you they're not going to jump to a thousand dollars so yeah learning about you know this is something else that i teach in my um doshas and abundance and that sort of stuff but like how do you create content how do you create um a funnel and what truly is passive income because most of us when we really wrap our heads around how powerful passive income can be we're like Oh my god, why am I not focusing on it? We're like so scared about learning the online business stuff, but when you realize like how much time it opens up for you, it's like it is worth
2: the time to study. Yeah. Genius. All about that. How can everyone connect with you if people are new to the podcast and hearing from you for Or the can first they get time. the book? Where they yes. Can so
0: um, the book is Eat, Feel Fresh. You can get it on my website um, on IamSaharaRose.com. I also have a quiz that you can take, which will tell you what your dosha is. It tells you your dosha in your mind and body. That's also um, IamSaharaRose.com. Mm-hmm. And my Instagram is the same. Have a podcast, Highest Self Podcast, which I've had you beautiful Dude, ladies episode on. episode
2: with Deepak. See you later.
0: Oh, did you listen? So good.
2: I listened on the beach The other day I was like yo so proud so proud of you Thank it was you. beautiful like so well done mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was funny when you were, like did you say in your intro or did you tell us like he was like so he was like channeling so yeah. he was like kind of looking off totally right? yeah like, he was yeah wow that's incredible yeah no
0: it's it's amazing and um people listening it's like you know Deepak Chopra was someone that I never even thought in my life I would be able to meet let alone like interview and have like forwards with my book too so it's like just Start taking action. That's the most important thing. So just start taking action towards something, and you really never know where you'll end up.
2: Yeah, I always think of you yes. when I feel like kind of stuck. Mm. Just take that step forward. Just keep going. Yeah. We love you. Thank you for love being you here. You're the See best you life. Sahara <laughs> Rose, everybody. So excited for you guys to get your hands
1: on her new book, Eat mm. Feel Fresh. Um, it's a good one. And then you can check out what she's doing on her website and on her Instagram. She is, you know, one of our dear friends. So love her. So proud of her. She should be so proud of herself. Yes. Uh, wanted to read the review of the week. Five stars from Lovely MB 1206 That's my number.
2: Wait, that is so weird. <laughs> you just said that the other week.
1: Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Um, I love this podcast and you will too. If you're in need of some encouragement, self-care, education, and some laughs, listen to this podcast. I started listening to almost 30 when they did their first episode with Kelly Levesque and I just loved it. Lindsay and Krista are so genuine, sincere, truly inspiring, and uplifting to all of their listeners. I hope this review encourages many more listeners because I've shared it with so many women in my life, including my sister. As soon as I heard about the episode with Dr. Candice Birch, our lovely hormone mm, episode. Yeah. I convinced my sister to listen and she became equally obsessed with their podcast on this new day. When women are standing up, saying their truths, fighting against people who put us down, actually using self-care and creating a tribe around each other. These two embody all of that and more. I am so grateful to whatever positive energy that the universe sent me to find this podcast. And I can't wait to see what else is to come for these two wonderfully
2: powerful women. What are you waiting for? Go listen. Huh? That's like a, we, we couldn't have written that better ourselves. (laughs) what are you waiting for? (laughs) That is a call to action in a review. I'm pretty sure I met her in Austin. Really? Yeah.
1: Holler at me if we met in Austin, because I kind of remember your story. Um, wow. Thank you so much. So cool. So thanks for writing those reviews. They're really important to us. Um, you know, if you love this podcast and you've gotten value from it, uh, it would mean a lot to us to go to iTunes and write a review, Mm -hmm. keeps us on the charts, keeps us getting great, great sponsors for you, for us to get discount codes to, um, keeps us on tour, all of the things. So really appreciate you, uh, taking the time to write a review.
2: We love you so much. Um, okay. Stay tuned for a new episode next Tuesday and Thursday. Um, and see we you love in vancouver. you. Vancouver. Oh yeah. vancouver
1: got two dates in Vancouver um, as they end of wrapping out the tour for 2018. So make sure to check the website for those two dates. Can't wait to see you there.
0: Love you. Bye.